Last time on Day Players. I'm playing Pavel Greycastle, Eldric Knight, devoted to protecting Alexandria Fantasia. We'll be playing Alexandria Fantasia, a tiefling wizard. She is a member of high society. Drat, a human necromancer, has an ugly face and a heart of gold. Our players are cordially invited to the manse of Burzen Saladrastar. Burzen himself is an animus wizard. Have I died? Yeah, you died. That guy's a fraud. It's all necromancy. I have a way to get you out of here. Give you a body. Mistress, you're alive. Oh. Yes, of a sort. I would like to heist the crystal. Somebody has stolen my controller crystal. And I'll keep the prism safe. Perhaps Master Larry should hold on to it. Cool, and then he tucks it into his coat. Uh. Larry smiles at you and he says, Okay, I guess I can drop this stupid accent now. Thanks a lot for all your help, kid. This prism's gonna make me a fortune. Your father, he is enslaving souls over and over and over again. Father, you are a monster. I don't know why I didn't realize it until now. It's not actually the first time you've realized it. <gasps> oh. I challenge you to that most honorable tradition of aristocrats everywhere, a duel. He falls to the ground, passed out. Ugh. Burzen's chest cavity opens wide. Oh, mechanical man. Yeah, Drat, Drat has crawled his way up the stairs and then pushes his way through the door. Drat! <laughs> <laughs> what has happened to you? Oh my god, Drat, are you alright? <laughs> oh my goodness. I, uh, you just get terrible. Don't, don't. Don't push yourself. <laughs> it was Larry. Larry betrayed us. What are you talking about? Why, Larry was not Larry at all. He wasn't even a vampire. <gasps> he was Isaac Mistmaker, the greatest thief in the multiverse. He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Uh, how? Did he just harm you? Where's the crystal? Oh, he gave me another one of his magic potions telling me that it would help, but it didn't. And then he ran off with the crystal. Oh, oh dear. No. Oh, dear. Ever, nothing seems to go right. Um, well, we've traded one construct for a problem for another, I see. Did, did we need that crystal? Yes. There's no way to return the souls without it. He couldn't have gone far, right? Who knows? I, I, Isaac Mistmaker is a notoriously elusive fellow. You recall back to when you saw Larry arriving, coming through a screaming hell portal in a black carriage. We gotta get to his carriage ASAP. There's a chance he might not have gone, gotten away yet. I agree, but what should we do with Burzen? Uh, you knocked him out pretty good. Uh, I guess I can carry him. I'll take him. Okay, okay. Let's just, let's just, just bring us? him just in case. Uh, yeah, I do have 18 strength. That should be enough to carry a heavy man. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're still not wearing any armor, right? No. Yeah, I so need. we'll be fine. Elaware, Elaware looks between the members of your group and says, So are you just taking him when you go after the thief? I, uh, we don't want him to get away. Okay, I suppose. And she uh, looks down at the ground and says, Should I come with you? It'll be dangerous, but if you'd like, I see no reason why not. Elaware has proven herself to be a very capable caster. Uh, 
Did we tell the monkeys about Elaware? I think it's a good idea for you to come with us. Okay. She's got the mask. She oh, does have yes. the mask, which she didn't use in that fight. But she, she has the mask. Doing okay without it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're still waiting for the golden monkey. Oh, that 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 reminds me, friends. I acquired these artifacts from the uh, the master's private stash. Maybe we should uh, disperse these. Who would like what? I will take this weird contraption. Oh, it's so pointy. I'll take the jar jam. Be very careful with that, Sir Pavel. A single I, taste. I won't taste it. <laughs> okay. Even though I want to. Oh, we all want to, I, damn it. <laughs> I will be vigilant. The jam, Master Frodo. He goes <laughs> every day. Okay. Well, I, I will keep the golden monkey inside my brain. Elaware uh, takes out the globe with the storm encased in it. And she says, fine, let's get a move on. We rush to the garage. You guys garage. head down into the foyer of the manse. It's still covered with mist. You can see brief shadows of uh, little demonic monkeys running around inside. Every now and then a party guest will uh, make his way out of the mist, look around in a terrified motion before uh, this monkey sneaks up behind him and just leaps onto his back and carries him back into the fog, screaming. What's up with the um, the monkeys? <laughs> uh, remember how we were going to shut off the water? Yes. How did that, how did that go? It worked. Well, good news. We shut off the water. Oh, very good. Toilets, gone. I see. Uh, semi uh, good news, but also possibly bad news, is uh, we might have released about 20 demon monkeys from a contract. Ah, you know, I've always been mystified by plumbing. This is pretty much how I expected it works. They certainly seem to be causing uh, chaos here, and we have more pressing things yeah, at hand. Yeah, certainly have upset the party. Um, feel bad about the guests. Oh, no, no. See, I told Isaac, I said, the guests, they will die, and then they will be reborn. Once we get all these souls back. Well, the, wait, these monkeys are killing people? Uh, probably some. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Drat, you are the expert on these matters. Let us hope you are right. I'd prefer to avoid this mist if we could. Everyone, get in front of me. I will pass gas. How drat. <laughs> and then, once everyone is lined up, I will cast Gust of Wind in a straight line to where I basically remember the door is. And it should be able to at least push the mist out of the way long enough for us to run through. With the wind at our backs. Yeah, there's a cylindrical misty tunnel that appears in the in the middle of the fog. Uh, as you run through, you can see the, sh the silhouettes of monkeys running around, leaping on top of party guests. The, the cause and screeches of these creatures echoes in your minds. And every now and then you'll see one of them jump about on two feet and wiggle its hands. And then the ground of the foyer will crack open and another monkey will crawl up into the manse from some unknown hell plane. Oh my god. There's more monkeys. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me these monkeys can summon more of themselves? <laughs> yeah, they're summoning more monkeys. Oh, oh my god. Everybody give me uh, perception checks as you run through this misty tunnel. I gotta, I gotta okay. I got a four. Oh. I, I do not perceive anything. Oh my gosh. What about me? I also am unpercepting. 
All right. Unless a four is good. I got a three. Oh, let me roll for Elaware. Uh, Elaware also does not notice. So yeah, you guys go running through this misty tunnel and uh, reach the main doors of Burzen's Mance and burst out onto the uh, front yard. You can see several of the carriages that have been parked here by party guests. A couple of them have been uh, driven away and uh, removed in uh, guests' mad escape to get out of the manse uh, and back into the town of Hose and Sluts. There aren't that many carriages left. Uh, your carriage, however, is there, parked by Slug, the dwarven attendant, some time back, as well as the barely living uh, horse, or, well, more like reanimated horse standing oh, hooked yes. up yeah. to it. I recall. But uh, as you look around, you can't see... Uh, Larry's carriage anywhere. The dark black affair with bat wings coming off the side of it with two shadowy horses that came out of a hell portal when this whole thing kicked off. I'm glad that our carriage is here. But are there any carriages that, are, that look like they might be a little faster than ours that are still here? Because I would bet that the owners of the other carriages are no longer with us. Yeah, there, there are a few options uh, you could look over, but as you're examining the carriages, running out from behind the line of them, you see uh, Cogsman come clanking out behind, still wearing his uh, fine suit of the bow tie and the top hat on. He comes running out and stops in front of your group, and he says, Halt, I can see that you have taken Burzan into your custody. What is the meaning of this? You're the one with the romantic connection. Explain. Cogsman, there's a lot going on. Not much time to explain, but let me just show you this. I pop up Burzen, uh, Weekend at Bernie's style, and I just pop open the thing in his chest. He's a necromancer. He's animated himself. It's all fucked. Cogsman, uh, you hear this like click in Cogsman's uh, brain, and he says, yes, I, I am aware of this. I assisted him in purchasing the necessary parts to make the transformation. Cogsman, how could you? Uh, what do you mean he is a necromancer? And then in your grasp, Pavel, Burzen begins to stir. And now that Alexandria has popped open the chassis in uh, Burzen's chest, you can see that there was a soft red light blinking somewhere inside that was apparently activated. Burzen begins to stir as the cogs begin to click and whir slightly. And he moves his jaw and he says, Ugh. Cogsman, I'm glad you're here. It looks like my distress signal alerted you. <sighs> Silence these rogues. They've, they, they, they've brought chaos upon my party, Cogsman. They've, they've harmed my daughter. They've, they've poisoned her mind against me. Cogsman, and I lay a hand upon her chest. You and I share a special, extremely human connection. Please look within yourself. You know he is not telling the truth. He is an evil man. Also, I should mention that I died and was shoved inside a reanimated golem. That should tell you everything you need to know about this lout. Cogsman looks you up and down and is like, Um, I am confused. Is that you, Alexandria? It is, and yet it is not. Here, I will do the wacky thing. And I take my head off and ah! like, I know it's all right. I'm sort of surprised that this shocks you but yes it's true why are there no gears inside well there's a few it's sort of confusing the point is my soul was harvested harvested by our host it's the same way he's been animating everything else in his manner it's true Cogsman they're telling the truth my father is a monster 
Don't listen to them, you fool. I... Uh, I... Cogsman, come now. Your shipping business... Your ships... We've had good relations with each other, yes? The animated servants that carry your cargo, yes? You wouldn't have had them without me, Cogsman. Do you really want to dissolve that partnership? Cogsman looks over at Burzen, looks him up and down, and then looks back to you, Alexandria, and says, Alexandria, I have something I must tell you. What is it, Cogsman? I... I... I am not human. (gasps) (laughs) Cogsman, but your your soft exterior and your, your gentle mannerisms, how can this be? I know my deception is very effective. I can understand why you were tricked. That being said, Burzan, he turns to him, despite my mechanical interior, it would appear that I am still much more human than you. (gasps) Boom! Oh my god. Well done. You filthy reprobate arrogant piece of machinery you will bow before my might my power you will kneel before me arrogant golem kneel peter knock him out uh i'm just gonna grab into his cavity and hold onto a gear (laughs) (laughs) and then i'll let go he he pauses for a minute he goes and like passes back out again as Burzen passes out again Cogsman looks at him you see this like little vent of steam come out of the side of his head and he says I can see what a monster he truly was and he turns to all of you and he says why are you all rushing out of the manse are you taking him to the authorities we need to find Isaac Isaac Mistmaker the greatest thief in the multiverse? He was at the party? He was Larry all along. No! I'm afraid, Cogsman, you were not the only guest playing games with your identity. Oh, no. Horror of horrors. I had always not trusted that vampire doctor detective. It appears my suspicions have been realized. He was also a brewmaster. And a brewmaster. He has absconded with my father's control prism. The souls in my father's manse will remain trapped unless we can get it back. And I'll keep having to sing. How horrible. And he has fled on his wild vehicle, powered by damned souls and cursed steeds. We will never catch him. Ah, but that is where you're wrong. And Cosman uh, takes a knee in front of Lady Alexandria and directs with his hands over to his uh, carriage that has yes. uh, a metal chassis with uh, wheels made out of a peculiar black material none of you recognize and two large uh, what look to be like glass eyeballs on the front. I don't know. It's weird. It's got a glass front window. And uh, he says, uh, please take my mechanical transportation device. It has multiplanar travel capabilities as well as an improvisational drive. (laughs) That's what this show runs on. Perfect. (laughs) We got to get this show up to 89 jokes an hour. Just what we need. Excellent. Good luck in catching the thief. Take up speed out of the manse's parkway and drive into the multiverse. One moment. I will calculate it so it follows his trail. 
He walks over to his mechanical transportation device and begins to mess around with some of the settings inside of it. And he says, if only... And he pauses for a minute and says, Ah, yes, the prism, of course. It must still have some residual bullshit soul energy I can lock on to. <laughs> of course. How convenient. Give me a moment. He qui- he moves a few wires and uh, shuffles things around and then clicks some uh, connectors together and casts locate object through the car. There's a a pinging noise, and uh, you guys see that in the center console of Cogsman's car, a little tiny green button, a panel has rotated to reveal a little tiny green button, and he says, get in, and God's speed. Thank you, Cogsman. You have earned yourself an ally. You may call on me whenever you need. That is good to know. I may require romantic advice in the future, and you seem well-versed in these matters. (laughs) Uh, uh, yes, of course. I, I I can find you a fine suitor. Or maybe one has already been found. And then that's all. <laughs> Jump into the carriage. Oh, Pavel. Cogsman, if there's anything I've learned from this evening, it's that it's really what's on the inside that counts. And I go up and... Well, I would give him a smooch, but I don't have any lips, so I just kind of gently clang my head against his cheek there's a there's a bonk of both of your metal heads meeting and he says oh my (laughs) if i was a human i would be incredibly excited right now (laughs) well let me just tell you as a human i am quite excited indeed we'll see you when we get back he takes your shoulders and he says you're the first one i ever told the truth about myself to please keep my secret safe I can't have it getting out. Of course, Cogsman. Your secret is safe with us. The thief is on a course to the Nine Hells. It is his final destination. I can only imagine what horrifying things he will do with a device that can control souls once he reaches that destination. You must catch him before then. Best of luck. Drat! Take us to the nine hells. Oh, yeah, I'm the driver. Of course I you're the driver. <laughs> There's a roar and a putter of the engine as it kicks into gear. And the carriage backs up as Drat uh, pushes his foot down on a pedal underneath the steering wheel and jettisons you all forward away from the parkway of Burzen's manse. Cogsman waves goodbye as you guys drive off with his carriage and then turns around to face the manse and you see him put his arms to his side and two long swords come out of them and he begins to march into the manse's main doors. Your carriage drives away heading on down the road and you can see the green button in the center of the console flashing. What is this green button? There is a writing in a language you don't understand on it. Uh, Well, go ahead, Sir Greycastle. Give it a, give it a whirl. Slam that button. You slam your fist down on the button, and uh, coming out of the two glass orbs on the front of the car, this, these two blue beams fire out as uh, misty hands and grab onto space-time and then rip it apart, opening a tear in the fabric of the ethereal plane. The car sails forward and drives into this rift, jumping through the blue, misty forms that is the ethereal plane. You see multiple colors fly by your windows as well as different motes and flashes of light. Peter, what's the first plane we meet the thief on? Let's go with the Paradise Plane. Okay, cool. What's its name? Uh, Ryza. Nice. All right. 
So you guys sail through this ethereal portal, um, and then in a moment there's a bright flash of light, and another tear is opened with the car's front headlights, and you go sailing out onto this wide-open sandy beach, with palm trees standing off to the side, and a sparkling ocean off to your left. You can see several um, wicker chairs as uh, various guests of the multi from all across the multiverse rest and relax upon this beach. The car grinds in the sand, kicking up grit and dust behind it as you drive along, as just off in the distance, you can see the silhouette of a black carriage led by two horses running furiously across the sand. The button that Pavel has depressed pops up and begins to glow a slight green, getting brighter as time goes on. Mm. The car and uh, rooms forward and drives up to uh, pull alongside uh, the carriage. Drat, how do you want to approach this? Mad with power. I will slam into them. Okay, sweet. You drive a carriage, which means vehicle proficiency. Go ahead and roll an intelligence roll with your proficiency bonus. I got a 10 total. All right. An incredibly low roll. Uh, so you drive up and like swerve the car to slam into the side of the carriage and uh, it bumps into one of the side wheels as the carriage hops a bit. But then uh, you see at the front, Isaac Mistmaker uh, riding in the front seat and he whips the horses a bit and tugs on the reins to the left and the carriage rights itself, its wheels spinning rapidly. He looks over onto your car and sees your group through the windows and says, ah, I see, you decided to try and hunt me down, did you? And uh, he reaches into his cloak and pulls out this wand. Uh, let's go ahead and roll for initiative. Yeah. <gasps> Car battle. 10. 15. 21. Alexandria, you are first. The carriage runs Excellent. and keeps pace with your car as uh, Isaac pulls out this wand and gets ready to fire something. Uh, is there a sunroof? Uh, yes, there is. Of course there is. Dread, open the sunroof. Uh, I don't know what button to press. I start pressing buttons. You start pressing buttons. There's a variety of flashing and winking lights that go on and off inside the car. You see a buzzsaw kick out of one side of Cogsman's car and whir for a minute before being pulled back in. Uh, and then finally the sunroof slides open. Gentlemen, if there's one thing I've learned about fighting wizards this evening, it's that the first step is to get close. And I activate my accelerated leaping foot connectors to leap straight out of the sunroof onto is he in a carriage he's on the front again? of the carriage what? like on the driver's seat whipping it you don't know who's okay, inside the like carriage. a proper carriage right yeah it is anybody could be inside the carriage okay cool that's okay so yes i'm going to activate my accelerated leaping foot connectors to get onto the carriage uh, little pistons appear out of my calves and boom, boom. shoot me out of the out of the sunroof and i land on his carriage you you ejector seat yourself out, leaping across the expanse, and yeah, hit it. Perfect. He turns around in surprise. I fire up the beam sword in my right hand and go in for the big swing. Uh, 16. 16 to hit. Uh, that will hit. Yes, go ahead. Excellent. Seven damage total. Okay. He tries to roll out of the way, but you get like this fiery gash open on his arm that cauterizes immediately, and he yells out in pain as he rolls, almost dropping the wand. It's his turn next, and you uh, see him turn to the carriage and say, Ludwig, take the wheel. And he leaps up onto the roof with you and then holds the wand out at you and flicks it once. And a bunch of these little tiny fireworks go spiraling out of the wand and sail directly at you. 14 points of damage as these magic Ooh. missiles slam into you. Mm. And then he will use his bonus action to disengage and swing around the side of the carriage and into the carriage itself. Um, mm. that's his turn. Okay, Drat, you're up. 
I will try and move ahead of Isaac's carriage to kind of like get in front of them and then slow them down. Cool. Block them off. Okay. Give me another driving roll. Here we go. That is a 21. Yes. You speed forward and pull in front of the horses, and the horses give out a, uh, two uh, demonic horse shrieks as their hooves have to gallop at half pace with this car kicking sand up into their eyes. Yeah. The whole carriage slows down. Alexandria, everybody in the car is watching as outside of the carriage windows, there's this like purplish mass that hits either side of the carriage windows. And then the carriage windows blow out, shattering glass onto the sand as it rolls behind you. And you see two long purplish tentacles come shooting out of the carriage to grab onto the range of the horses and give them a hearty hyah as the carriage gallops forward and tries to navigate around your car. Drat, give me another roll. Another oh, shit. Twenty six. Yeah, no, you you're denying them entirely. You keep swerving back and forth, blocking them from getting out of your way, and sand gets kicked up uh, into the horses. I faces. know how to fight dirty. <laughs> uh, Pavel, you're up. Do I have line of sight to Isaac? Uh, he is inside the carriage, and it has tinted windows, so no, not quite. Hmm. Okay. And the, the carriage is now behind us. Yeah, it is. It is behind you. Yes. Hmm, and how far is the carriage? Behind you? Uh, probably only about 10 feet or so. I have an idea. I'm gonna cast Minor Illusion. Okay. I'm just going to illusion a big old hole in the ground. Okay, uh, so out of like the spitting uh, dust and sand, this hole in the ground suddenly materializes in front of the horses. What is your spell saving, DC? Uh, it's going to be 13. <laughs> so this hole materializes out of the ground and the horses, uh, I just roll a save for them. The horses shriek in complete terror as they see this hole in front of them and they swerve out of the way entirely as uh, the carriage like bucks and skids in the sand, spraying uh, sand up everywhere and skids to an almost complete stop and then turn slightly as the horses begin furiously galloping away from this apparent hole, heading off to the left in a much more slowed down uh, direction. So like you made the you made the carriage like swing out and skid and then carry itself away from the car uh, at like a speed of like maybe ten feet going slowly. So the horses have to like work back up to speed again. It'd be easy enough for Drat to like pull the car around and you guys to cut them off entirely now. I will pull myself up through the sunroof to get ready to jump okay. next round. It, nice. It's Elaware's turn, and uh, she's going to lean out of the carriage and throw a couple of firebolts at the tentacles, grabbing onto the reins. She'll throw those and miss terribly as it goes sailing over its head. All right, Alexandria, the carriage takes a hard swerve as you uh, desperately hang on to the top of it, and uh, you know Lud Isaac and Ludwig are inside, whoever that may be. What do you want to do? I'd like to try to use my beam sword to sever the reins. Sure. Easy enough. Your beam sword extends and you bring it down and chop the reins to the horses entirely. The horses break free of their restraints and careen out from the carriage's wooden stop and uh, run away off into the woods of the Paradise Plain. The carriage lies stopped entirely. There are worse places to be stuck. I, I guess I'll just stay on top of the carriage. I might as well. Okay. Sounds good. It's Isaac's turn. You don't know exactly what he's doing inside of the carriage, but uh, in a matter of moments, the wheels on the thing begin to turn and rotate, uh, spinning very fast. And then there's this rift that starts to open and wiggle a bit in front of the carriage, Alexandria, you can see. And this ring of fire goes around it and it gets torn open completely. 
to reveal a blood red soaked uh, scene beyond. You can see a bunch of imps flying by, uh, hear furious cackles, see rivers of lava uh, as this plane of to the nine hells opens up. Isaac slams out of the carriage door and hits the sand and scrabbles to his feet and charges straight for the portal. Drat, it's your move. I want to hit him with the car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to do a 180 and then step on the gas and try and hit Isaac before he makes it through. Okay, give me a driving roll. Ooh, a 16. Yeah, that, that hits his AC. You scream. Right. What does this look like? I I glance up at the rearview mirror. I saw the uh, I see the other carriage has stopped. Isaac tumbles out. I reach down, grab the handbrake, start spinning the wheel. I flip around. The the sand of the of the beautiful beach makes this perfect fan shape. And then I have completely flipped. I guess I don't burn rubber because it's sand. But then I just come straight at him. He turns, sees the headlights, and then I hit him. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll 8d10 damage, please. Oh. Wait, d10? Yeah, d10. <laughs> 1, 9, 17, 18, 28, 38, 46, 49. Okay. He's, he's going to use a reaction Big to use car. his uncanny dodge to have the damage. Um, mm. So as the, mm, yes. as the car comes sailing at him, he will twist out of the way at the last second, and you clip him. And he goes spinning across the sand away from the portal, tumbling head over heel. Uh, so he goes skidding along the sand, uh, rolling and, and bucking, and uh, eventually rights himself and uh, stands there, resolute, about 20 feet away from the whole scene. In the meantime, Drat, as the car nearly clips him and you go zooming by the carriage, the two purplish tentacles inside surge out and go for your car. (gasps) Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I've rolled three natural ones this fight. Uh, oh, oh my no. god. Sorry, buddy. The, the the tentacles surge out and go for the car, but they get stopped by barely touching the wheel wells as they get clipped, and whatever's inside the carriage howls in pain as they pull back away from in a spray of sand. Pavel, you're up. I will leap off of the car <clears throat> and rush over to Isaac, summon my war hammer, and try and slam him with the hammer. I got a 20. That'll hit. I deal 13 damage. Okay. And then I'll swing again. I got a 20. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like a natural 20 or like a... Yeah, a natural 20. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, for 16 more damage. Holy crap. And that's enough. I'll tell him, stop the games, Isaac. It's over. He, he recoils a bit, stumbling back as you hammer these blows down onto him. And uh, you can see his face is kind of beat to hell, and he growls at you. Uh, Elaware takes this opportunity to lean out of the car as it's speeding away and flick flick her hand forward, and these missiles go sailing out and impact into uh, Isaac as well. He gets nailed with these as he's knocked further back onto the sand. And then, uh, Alexandria, it's your turn. How's Isaac looking? Uh, Not great. He's got a couple of magical burn marks on him. His face is beat to hell. But he, he, there's a fierce sense of rebellion in his eyes still. Is the prism, does it look like he has it on his person? You can't see it anywhere. You remember him tucking it into his coat. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna run up, do my normal attack. Just, we're gonna knock him out. Okay. That's a natural 20. Oh my oh, gosh! Baby. <laughs> 
There we go. 18 damage. Okay. Fucking buster sword. <laughs> Alexandria, you cut into Isaac, and you see this, like, burning swath uh, uh, slash right across his chest, slashing into his leather armor and skin beneath. He yells out in pain. And then, with his turn coming around, he reaches into his cloak and pulls out this little tiny shiny brass whistle and will use his free interact to blow on it, whisper, uh, whistling into it. He grins and then reaches into another part of his cloak and uh, pulls out one of those red potions you saw earlier, uncorks it, and drinks it. His wounds knit back together, sealing up. He grins at you. This'll be over soon. I called in the boys. Drat, it's your turn. There is this portal that is still open, right? To the Nine Hells, yes. And I'm driving the portal mobile. Yes. With a lot of buttons. Yes. Are there any buttons that could potentially change the portal or close it? Perhaps. Do you want to just try hitting random buttons on the console and see what happens? Yes, but I do realize that the headlights are where the the, the spectral hands came from. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to at least do another sick burnout 180, face the portal, and then start hitting buttons. Okay, sounds good. Uh, go ahead and roll me a d20. Just a flat d20. Oh, hell yeah. A seven. Lucky number seven. Yeah, that's... Yeah, sure. <laughs> so you you drive the car forward and start hitting random buttons heading right for the portal. And then uh, you you see like a... The, you see Cogsman's car is doing a variety of things. The headlights are flicking on and off. Uh, at one point, you roll two of the windows down. Uh, there's a point where a little panel opens up on the back and this rocket fires out and goes spiraling off above the palm trees and explodes. But none of the stuff you're doing summons the spectral hands out of the headlights, and you don't hit a button in time, and the car careens forward and goes straight into the portal to the Nine Hells. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. In a matter of moments, Cogsman's uh. car begins to sail out of the portal in the sky above the Nine Hells, and you can see the bubbling lake of lava and the demonic city of Dis far beneath it. Uh-oh. Dread, no! You sail down and flow through the air. You hear, Elo- you hear Elowair in the back seat screaming, Oh, God. Oh, no. I have Elaware and Burson's unconscious body with me. <laughs> That's exactly no. correct. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Wow. Uh, the tentacles inside of the carriage retract, and then the door to the carriage busts open, and you see slinking out of the carriage walking on eight tentacles seems to be this tall octopoid-like creature. Um, it has it walks on its tentacles like like legs, and it's got this rubbery purplish head with a long yellowish beak and two eyes with bright red pupils. And it worms its way out of the carriage door, standing up to its full height of seven feet, and starts rushing across the sand, letting out an unnerving shriek. It comes right for you. So this first attack is going to be against Pavel. As it reaches you, it slams down a tentacle. Avil, you take seven points of damage as one of the tentacles slams into Oof. you. And then it wheels around and goes for two attacks on Alexandria. You take 14 points of damage as a tentacle slams into you. And it wheels about and goes for you again, this time missing. The tentacle slams into the sand. It shrieks out in rage. Does anybody speak Infernal in the party? Uh, yes. Oh. 
Me and Alexandria. Sweet. You and Alexandria both hear it scream out in rage. It- Back off, interlopers. Those souls are ours. Okay. Uh, Pavel, it is your move. Okay. Then I will swing at Isaac. Sounds good. Go for it. I got a 24. Yeah, that hits. Okay. And that is 12 damage. Ooh. And I will try that again. Uh, I got a 17. Yeah, that hits. And that'll be five more damage. Oh, man. All right. Uh, anything else? I just wanted to make sure I'm next to Isaac, so setting the little trigger. Yeah, so you are. It. You're right next to him. Okay, Elaware's turn. Okay, so as you guys are careening down through the Nine Hells, Drat, you see a couple of imps fly up past your car, chortling and laughing as they see you sailing down towards a lava-filled river. Elaware leans out of the car and wiggles her hands, and then the car slowly begins to slow its descent bit by bit, and then begins to gently, gently drift down to the ground. She turns to you, Drat, and says, Find the flying mechanism or something or we're both dead. All right, Alexandria, it's your turn. Uh, okay. So the portal to hell is still open. Yes. How far away is the car? Uh, the car has fallen through the portal. It's fallen about 50 feet out from where the portal rips open in the sky. Well, it's a good thing my ejector fist has a range of 60 feet. <laughs> You're going to grab on? Yeah, baby. The car is floating. <laughs> So Alexandria will, will scream, oh my God, Drat, Elaware, I'm coming. And she will sprint away from the fight to the ed- sort of near the edge of the portal, aim the ejector fist and launch the rocket punch to hopefully grip onto the car and pull them back in on my next turn. Okay, roll an attack. Ah, uh, 21. Yeah. The fist flies forward and grabs onto the car's rear bumper. Drat and Elaware both feel the car lurch forward slightly as they're stopped from falling. It feels somewhat weightless to you right now, Alexandria, but you know if the spell wasn't cast on it, you would be plummeting in with them. Or at least your hand would be. Hold on, everyone. Pavel, I need you to cover me. At the end of your turn, <laughs> Pavel, you look in between you see yourself caught in between Ludwig and Isaac, and you watch as three other blue portals tear open onto the sandy beach and three contraptions two-wheeled contraptions uh i'm not gonna bother three motorcycles come spitting out of the portals (laughs) hitting onto the sand and grinding dust and dirt everywhere riding on them you see six goblins two per motorcycle all wielding crossbows the driver wielding goggles yelling and whooping as they come driving towards your group what? Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, oh, it's, uh, oh. And Isaac grins and he says, <laughs> it's the foggy bottom, boys. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember these boys. But here we are. So they come grinding across the sand, careening towards your group. It's Isaac's turn. He's going to navigate around you, Pavel, moving within your space so as not to trigger an opportunity attack. Mm-hmm. Flank with yeah. Ludwig and then go for a sneak attack on you. So he pulls out this rapier and uh, rolls around and goes to stab at you with it, dealing a total of 29 damage with his sneak attack. Uh, I'm down. Okay. He stabs into you as Pavel falls down, hitting the sand, and he says, uh, he looks at your corpse as it falls, and he says, sorry, buddy, I'm all out of health potions. <laughs> all right, Drat, it's your move. Bastard. Okay. Flying mechanism, huh? Yeah. I... Instead of pressing buttons randomly, I would like to intelligently try and see which button has some sort of wings, feathers, or like a jet, some sort of label, something give me an inv- that I can press. Give me an investigation check. Okay. Seven total. Ah. <laughs> Gosh. 
So you frantically look about the buttons. The problem is they're all written in uh, Cogsman's language, whatever the hell that is. And you can't tell at all right. what any of these panels or buttons mean. I pressed something then. Okay, well, another D20. <laughs> Does he speak Cognate? Nine? You slam a button down and you watch as the wheels on the uh, car spin really fast and then just shoot off, spiraling down into the, <laughs> oh, no. into the city of Dispolo. Uh, there's a few moments and then you hear this inflating sound as this raft begins to inflate around the entirety of the car. <laughs> That's not the right button. At least we will float when we hit the lake. Until we burn. <laughs> It's the octopus Ludwig's turn, and he turns to see Pavel's yes. uh, body fall, uh, fallen on the sand. Uh, Pavel, with your ears, as you begin to pass out, you hear him say, Excellent work, Isaac. Now let's get out of here. And the foggy bottom boys drive up on their motorcycles. Ludwig grabs onto the back of one of them and seats himself next to one of the goblins, and Isaac hops on the other one. And they go driving off as uh, more of these portals begin to appear, and the motorcycles hop through them. Pavel, it's your move. I need you to give me a death saving throw. Ten or less, you lose. I got 12. Okay, that's a pass. Eloir is freaking out inside of the car as it begins to drift down further and further towards the nine hells. And she says, uh, she says, what do we do? What do we do? I should have stayed home. I shouldn't have listened to any of you. And she thinks for a few moments uh, as she's looking around the car. My lady, you are more than welcome to press buttons with me. Yeah, she she leans forward and uh, she's looking at the buttons the same way you were, but she can't determine anything, so she'll start slamming them as well. <laughs> and roll a two. Oh, no. She she hits the button and uh, you watch as the wind all the windows in the car roll down and the sunroof opens at the same time. You're now completely exposed oh to God. the necrotic air of the Nine Hells. Oh no, Alexandria! It's your move. Okay. So the car, the the Cogsman's car, is drifting down into the Nine Hells slowly because of yes. uh, Elowar's spell. It's got an inflatable raft underneath it. The sunroof and the windows are open, and Drat and Elowar are stuck inside. Your fist is latched onto its back bumper as you stand on the other side of the portal, and you look behind you just in time to see Pavel get shanked by uh, Isaac, and then him and his cohort Ludwig jump onto the motorcycles of his goblin troopers and drive off into separate portals. Pavel, no! Oh, sweet knight! Stay right there! I have to pull Drat out of hell! And I will yank on that robot fist. Give me a strength check. Oh, it's a nat one. <laughs> oh, that's the low number. <laughs> that's the lowest you could do, <laughs> that's actually. That's the bad number. It's <laughs> the bad one. Try as you might. You can't manage to get the car up and recall your fist, and there's a moment where you're trying to pull, and then you feel... A connection between your wrist and your fist somehow break either the ethereal or the magnetic connection that was keeping you attached snaps and the car begins to plummet down back towards the nine hells oh oh god do something okay uh let's jump out of initiative now what do you guys want to do uh i will try not to die <laughs> try not to die i mean I know I just did something, but I'm going to spend my next action running over to Pavel trying to revive him. Okay. Okay. Give me that medicine check Wait. or cast or something. Oh, oh. But, I have an idea. Yeah. I have Burzen in the car too, right? Yes. I hop into the back seat, leaving the wheel. Okay. And I grab Burzen. I just start smacking him in the face. Burzen, Burzen, we are all going to die. Surely you at least would like to save yourself. Oh, oh, oh. 
Uh, his eyes flutter awake, and he looks about him, seeing the red mists of the hells flying by, and lets out a very uh, non-dignified scream as he realizes where he is. And he says, no, I can't be here. The contracts, I can't be here. Then I start shaking him. Then get us all out of here. Uh, where are we? What, what are we doing? Father, help. Oh, no. And he looks over the uh, the seat and sees like the row of buttons and reaches forward and looks for a minute and says, good thing I worked with Cogsman for so long and slams his fist down on one of the buttons. And you see two nice. uh, metal wings stick out on either side of the car. And uh, there's this moment where the car screeches to a halt in midair and then begins to just float and hover above the uh, rivers and city of Dis of the Nine Hells. <sighs> Burzen takes a moment to breathe a sigh of relief and then says, so what now? Oh, wait, I know what now. And he goes to open the door to the car. Oh, oh wait, what? Why? What are you going to do? Uh, uh... You know what? You know what? If Burzen wants to get out of the car, I'm not going to stop him. I want to hop back but in the driver's seat. we need his hand. We cut we it off. His hand. Oh, we have his hand. Yeah. Never mind. We don't need Burzen. If, if, if he wants to stay in hell, he could fucking stay here all he likes. I hop in the driver's seat. I want to fly this bitch on out. Okay. You start, you start to hop in the driver's seat and start to fly it out. Uh, Elaware leans across and tries to grab her father's wrist. They get into a quick tussle which Burzin miraculously wins, shoving her back against the other side of the car, swings the door up and hops out into the infernal air and casts fly on himself and soars up through the portal. Ah. Back into the paradise. Yeah. I guess that's pretty easy, yeah. He flies out of the portal and soars up high above the sandy beaches, chortling the entire time. Drat, you okay. round the car about and and start careening back towards the portal entrance just barely behind him and manage to fly the thing out of there. Alexandria, give me that medicine check on Pavel. What'd you get? Eight. Eight. Pavel, roll me another death saving throw. Okay. I'm sorry, Pavel. Oh, I got an 18. That's two okay, successes. Okay, sweet, sweet. Nice. Almost stabilized. Uh, Alexandria, you want to try for another medicine check? Yeah, that's all I got. You can't die. Not like this, Pavel. I mean, I can help as soon as I get there. I know. Fucking 11? Yeah, uh, that will do it. You stabilize Pavel. Pavel? Uh, he got me good, Alex. That's okay. I couldn't stop him. You did your best. I, uh, I failed you. No, no, Pavel. You did everything that you possibly could. There was, He is a very powerful caster. There's no way we could have stopped him. Don't worry yourself over it too much and try not to move. Uh. Uh, I don't see the carriage. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, what happened? There was a lot of portal shenanigans, and a Drat and Elaware fell into... Drat and Elaware! Oh my god! And I run back over to the to the hell portal. You run back over to the hell portal just in time to see Burzen and the car come sailing out of it. Uh, Burzen flies high up into the sky above the paradise plane and looks around and says, my hand, my hand, as he starts screaming in the air. He's very confused at the moment. The car comes out just behind him, drat at the wheel and screeches onto the sand. Yeah. Well, it more like it skims across the sand because it has the raft underneath it now. And then, uh, <laughs> but no wheels, but no wheels. Yeah. And then pops off a bit of the sand and just hovers there in midair. Burzen looks down at all of you and says, what are you doing? Where am I? Why have you brought me here? Oh, oh, that's right. I was killing all of you. 
I'm pretty sure we beat your ass last time, but we have more pressing matters right now, Burzen. I, I kick open the door to the car, and I just stick, or actually, no, I'll just stick my head out of the window, because the windows are all rolled down. Burzen, we found someone that wants to do even worse things with the souls. What, what do you mean? Isaac Mistmaker, the most powerful and cunning and gorgeous thief in all of the multiverse. What? We think he means to control the very souls of hell with your crystal. That's impossible. He's... And he gets this horrified look on his face and he says, Oh, Mammon? He's going to give them to Mammon? And then my debt? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, uh. And he flies down to the beach and uh, he says, We have to catch that thief. We have to catch that thief before he brings my prism to him. And, uh, he leans into the car and looks around at a couple of the buttons and then hits a couple. And uh, the lights uh, begin to glow and light up. And he says, the green button. I've modified the tracking to catch him. Go. G- get him. Go on. You, you do not want to come with us, sir. You are very strong. The portal to hell like swirls a bit and then disappears. And uh, he looks at his like severed hand and the paradise beaches around him. And he says... I I feel confident in sending you on this quest. He wants to stay here. I say we let him live out the rest of his days in paradise alone. That is unacceptable, Elaware says. He must answer for his crimes. Get in the mechanical carriage, father, in the mechanical carriage. And <laughs> of course, what is a car? And uh, Burzen pauses for a moment and uh, says, I don't think I will... Look, if you let me stay here, I'll, I'll heal your friend. Uh, look around. There's no one here. How? This is prison. How is this a paradise? You, yes, very true. You begin to yell that, Pavel, and then the camera pans up just above the palm tree beaches to reveal, like, a three-story luxury resort just beyond the, the <laughs> beach you guys are on. Just out of sight. Yeah. <laughs> I say it's fine for him to stay here. After all I care about is retrieving the soul of Alexandria Fantasia and putting it back in its rightful place. I don't care about the justice for Burzen. Well, you know, if we leave Burzen here, we wouldn't be killing him, and we can also tell the the gentleman we made a deal with that we delivered him to the afterlife ourselves. Yes. Oh, yes. Our original deal person. Burzen, we need to know how to undo your soul vessel. The one in the basement. (laughs) As if I would tell you. You'll kill me after I tell you. What? What what are you talking about? I I was just about to let you go. I think we might kill you if you don't tell us. (laughs) You can go enjoy this paradise. This prison. You'll you'll really let me go? At least I think you could go. Yes, this seems like an apt place for reflection. Elaware is seething in the back seat, but she's not saying anything at the moment. I'll turn around in the front seat of the car to Elaware. Mistress Elaware, I know that this is not a justice for your father that you wish, but think of perhaps the many souls trapped in the basement. Is it not more just to release them from their punishment than to... Ensure punishment on this one soul here. You should listen to that creepy hunchbacked man. He speaks wisdom. I suppose you're right. 
Damn it, nothing sounds serious when you sing it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Fine. Once you retrieve the prism, you need to head down into the, um, the underbelly of my manse. You've taken my hand, so you should be able to access the room effectively enough. Inside, you'll find a strange creature that all the souls are contained within. Reinsert the prism into the triangle recess in the center of its chest. The souls will be free to return to their bodies or their final rewards, whichever they wish. Go, catch the thief. I'll, um, I'll relax on the beach for a while. He sits down and looks out at the ocean. Elway, did you want a moment with your father before we depart? No, he can rot in hell for all I care. Let's go. Very good. One last thing, Burzen. And I activate my beam sword, and I cut off his other hand. <laughs> he, you, he's, he's completely surprised by this, and the hand like comes completely clean off, and he goes, Aah! he screams in pain and like writhes around on the sandy beach. Aah! Blood like spurts out of a couple of like tubes, spraying blood on the sand. They say idle hands are the devil's playthings, oh. and you've done quite enough play. Oh. Let's go. And I leave him in the dirt. Oh, hell yeah. You hop in the car. Uh, the green button is fully lit up again. Who hits it this time? I think I'm finally getting the hang of this. And I slam the button. Okay. Yes. Uh, you slam it and the car sail. You drive the car as it sails forward. The hands reach out of the headlights again and rip open another portal. To where, Morgan? <gasps> We're going to go to the neon dimension. Synthos. <laughs> You, <laughs> oh, I already know what that music's going to sound like. <laughs> yeah, you, you sail through the portal into the neon dimension. Tall, reaching uh, towers of twisted metal and glass scrape high into a cloudy, smog-choked sky. Every inch of the metal is lit up with bright, uh, multicolored neon lights, and a soft dance music can be heard pulsating in the background as the car crashes through the portal and slams onto the rain-soaked streets of Synthos. It spurs forward, kicking rainwater up everywhere. You all can smell the smell of freshly fallen rain and the smoke coming from the city. You burst out of this alleyway, knocking over a couple of trash cans that go spinning off and swerve out onto a main street just in time to see a group of three motorcycles careen around a corner and head down this long arced stone bridge leading over a large body of running water. There's a loud from everybody's machinery as they drive forward, sailing down this bridge. Your headlights are bright and lit up, reflecting the scene in front of you. What do you guys want to do? So Cogsman's car comes streaming up behind the three Foggy Bottom Boys motorcycles as they drive across this wide stone bridge going over the river. Let's go ahead and roll for initiative. I got a nine for... Oh, I got a ten. Spend too much time putting his hand back on. All right, so Pavel is lying in the back seat, uh, barely clinging on to life, as Cogsman's flying car zooms up behind these three motorcycles. Mm. Isaac turns around to see you following directly behind him, groans, and reaches into his coat and pulls out this tiny little flask with some blue liquid inside it, shakes it up a bunch, and then hurls it back at your car. <gasps> so it comes flying backward and explodes over the entirety of the car, uh, these jolts of electricity go firing into the car, zap through the pieces of it and parts, and uh, spark out the other end. Uh, Drat, are you still driving? Oh, hell yeah. I need you to give me a driving roll. Oh, my God. 24. Ooh. You feel the, uh, the car start to snap and pop, and you see a couple of the consoles lighting up and, like, 
powering down slightly. You feel the altitude start to dip as you start to grind against the Stonebridge Road as the car begins to shut down. And then in a moment of inspiration, you slam a couple of buttons and uh, shove your foot down on the gas, and something injects into the car's engine and lifts it back up into the air to keep it going. Uh, Isaac precious groans. helium. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac groans in frustration and turns back around on the bike. Ludwig, in the meantime, lashes out with his three tentacles coming at the car. <gasps> so he smashes through the window on one side and goes right for Drat, dealing 10 points of damage. Okay. This purplish tentacle just comes through your window and smashes in and smacks you across the face. The other one smashes in the other side and slams into Alexandria. Bring it on. Dealing seven points of damage. It's nothing. Motorcycle, the one to the right, will Isaac will like turn over them and like wave a hand and yell something that's lost among the wind and the rain of Synthos. And the goblin will like slow down a bit and start to pull up along your side. And you'll see him pull this stick off of the side of his uh, motorcycle. And it's a long stick at the end of which has this large, like red glass vial with this red liquid inside it that's sparking and lighting up. And he starts moving closer to your vehicle. Drat, I need you to give me another driving roll. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I rolled a one. Oh, that's the bad one. <laughs> oh. So the gob uh, swerves over next to your car, slams the stick into the side of one of your wings that has extended out from the side of the car. And there's this massive explosion as this uh, this huge dent just gets taken out of the wing and you see the right wing of the car buck a bit and then bend backwards and crank towards the back and just kind of flap there errantly in the wind, hanging on by a few strands of metal. The other two gobs are going to zoom bad. ahead further down the road, uh, speeding ahead of you. It's Elaware's turn. She's going to lean out the side of one of the windows uh, and fire off a firebolt at this gob. And she's going to miss. That's a bummer. Drat, you're up. Obviously. We gotta catch up to Isaac. It's the only thing. Everyone else can take care of these goblets. You got so it. I would like to speed up, get crazy, Floor catch it. him. Floor it, baby. Floor it. Floor it? Okay. You're gonna make a driving roll at disadvantage now because of the bus because of the busted wing. Mm. Oh, you think that can stop me? Disadvantage. Yeah. I got an 18. Ooh. Oh, jeez. That's right. So I think catching up to Isaac is the most important part. And if I can, mm -hmm. with the, the hover car exterior, the big inflatable raft on the bottom, right. that should make bumping into them very easy. So you want to ram the two motorcycles? Yeah, but you know, it's not a... Yeah, I want to ram them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The stone bridge on either side has like slight guard stone guardrails. Like it's got probably about maybe, what is that? Like a three foot guardrail. But if you had mm. enough momentum, you could go flying over the side into the river. Let me uh, roll real quick for the other motorcycle. Uh, no, that is not going to beat it. But this is a single lane, probably 30 foot wide bridge. What, what happens when you slam into them? What I want to do is bump them on the back wheel like almost swiping them so that they start to spin out. So you come up behind them and the, the back wheel of the motorcycle scuffs against the uh, raft part. And you hear this horrible like, like whirring and winding noise as uh, all of the gobs, Isaac and Ludwig on the motorcycles give shouts of alarm. Uh, Ludwig screaming, fuck, in Infernal as uh, the motorcycles just start spinning out. Uh, Ludwig's motorcycle goes spinning out uh, 
cartwheeling across the bridge, hits the guardrail, and him and the two goblins on it go flipping over the side as Liquid plummets into the water below, screaming and shouting obscenities infernal in Infernal all the way down. Isaac and his uh, grabs a hold of the controls of his motorbike and manages to turn the wheel hard as it skids and comes to a sudden uh, grinding stop out here on the middle of the stone bridge. He hops off at the last second and tucks and rolls as the motorcycle skids away. The two other goblins are just as lucky and manage to follow his lead rolling behind him. Well, good. Uh, so they're standing on the bridge. Your car is now heading straight for Isaac, and he like he's like trying to like roll out of the way of it. Their motorcycle is on its side, a few feet beyond them. Uh, Alexandria, it's your move. How close together are they? Would you say they're probably only about five feet apart? Ah, uh, so would you say they're in like a cone shape? Yes, that would, <laughs> Perfect. that would be a better way of putting it. Uh oh. As the car is screaming towards them, Alexandria will again leap out of the sunroof. And as she's dropping down towards them at an angle downwards, her central chest plate opens up. A dangerous looking turbine roars to life from a shoot. A huge wave of blue fire. This is my flame jet that I have not used yet. And I'm going to do a 15 foot cone of damage to them. They need to make a dex save. What's the DC I said on that? 15. One of the goblins does not make it at all. The other, Isaac and the other one make it. Okay. Well, they're still going to take half damage, and it's mm. 5d6. 6, 8, 19 damage is the total. And how often can I use that? Uh, as many times as you like. Mm, delicious. Oh, wow. Uh, Isaac throws his arms up over his face to block the fire as it like rushes over him. You see blue flames alight up the side of his uh, greaves that he's got on. One of the goblins screams in pain as the fire washes over him, burning him to a cinder immediately. The other one barely manages to roll out of the way, being partially singed on one ear and like rolls, misses the tumble, and then skids on the stone bridge. Uh, Isaac turns to face all three of you, the car still careening behind him. Now, Alexandria, you have leaped out of the sunroof and did that from uh, up above. So where are you landing? Uh, I mean, I was just going to land high noon style, posing him on the bridge about 15 feet away. So it's the car, Isaac, and then you. Isaac, then yes, that makes sense. Because we leave okay. you behind Yeah, as we drive right. by. Yeah. I assume you'll come and back me up. All right, Pavel, you're up. Okay, I will do the one thing I know I can do, and that is I will lean out the window and cast a spell. I am going to cast Frostbite onto uh, Isaac. Okay. Uh, he has to make a constitution saving throw. Make sure your fingers are in the shape of a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Boom. Oh, no, he fails that completely. Nice. Uh, he takes six damage, and he has disadvantage on his next weapon attack roll before the end of its next turn. Ooh. This this gout of frost just fires out and covers Isaac, putting out the flames that were previously alighting him, and he yells in pain as the frost washes over his face. You see a couple of like ice cubes form in his mouth, and he bites his teeth down to crush them. Uh, and then it's his turn. And uh, he like looks left and right, looking for an escape, trying to figure out some way out, and reaches into his coat, like feeling around for something you can tell, and he's like, and then he realizes it's not there. Like, his bag of tricks has finally run out. And he just grunts and pulls his rapier out of its sheath and goes charging straight for Alexandria. 
And he has disadvantage. And he has disadvantage, so he's going to roll twice here. And completely miss you. He, like, stabs out with his rapier and is just way too slow from the ice covering his reeves. Like, it breaks slightly as he goes for the stab. And you can easily just dodge out of the way. Not the first time I've gotten the cold shoulder. Yeah, he just barely misses and yells in frustration. He turns around to see the car heading straight for him. Elaware is going to lean out the other side of the car from Pavel and do a similar thing, firing another firebolt at Isaac, and she will hit him 18 points. Wow, she rolled high. Wow. Isaac yells in pain as the fire catches him on the back and knocks him forward a couple of steps, putting him off balance again. Rat, you're up. The car's heading straight for this scene. I would like to run straight towards Isaac. But since last time Isaac was able to get out of the way, I would like to start my 180 e-brake turn right as the car, right as he prepares for the car to go at him head on. I want to shift it 90 degrees so the long oh, side yes. of the car is coming at him. The long arm of the car. Ah, yeah, the Akira stop. That'll be much yes. harder Much harder for him to get out of the way of. Okay, uh, roll a driving roll as normal because of that cool idea. So I'll give you advantage, which will cancel out the disadvantage. Oh, fuck yeah. That's a net 20. Oh my god, right where we're counting. Are you serious? Are you serious? Tommy can confirm. 20 confirmed. 20 confirmed. Okay. Yeah, so the car comes careening right for him. He tenses as he looks behind, and he sees it coming for him and grins, and he goes for a leap to the left, and the last second, you just kick the e-brake into gear and swing it around and fishtail and catch him right across the face. Oh, uh, and he goes flying. Roll 8d10 damage. We got 10, 19, 27, 29, 36, 46. So the raft of the un- on the underbelly of Cogsman's car catches him in the stomach first and goes, oh, and it just knocks the wind completely out of him. And then the momentum carries his head forward to slam against the side of the metal chassis. And he just comes back and you can just see the whole front of his face is just covered in blood from a broken nose. And he goes sailing backwards, uh, and hits the edge of the stone bridge, skips off of the guardrail and plummets down into the sea below. No, the crystal. Oh no! It would seem that the greatest thief in the multiverse has finally met his match. As he plummets into the icy depths, can our heroes recover the control crystal before it's lost forever? I have a sneaking suspicion they'll have a hell of a time retrieving it. I guess you'll just have to find out for yourself. Next time, on Day Players! Next time on Day Players. Now more than ever is a time to party. I guess we have a triangle-shaped object and a triangle-shaped hole. Uh, let's let's get to it. Uh. If we could stop talking about the poetic death of my father. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah. We gotta get to that dance floor. It's a good thing I don't have my armor. <laughs> Nothing to weigh me down. Throw a party where 
at least 70% of us die, you'll be hearing from my litigators. I hope this doesn't manifest later in life as some sort of deep anger towards women. Now I'm sure it's probably fine. We'll pull out a jar of jam. <laughs> Come back anytime. The town opposes sluts. Push my sunglasses up. That's, how, that's how it is. <laughs> when your enemies perish, I will imprison their souls for all time, giving you unlimited power. It's a bonus. We can only hope there are no other atrocities hiding within this manse. Hello, everyone. Oh, wait. I know what now. And he goes to open the door to the car. Oh, oh wait. What? Why? Sorry, I was just realizing that if he starts chasing after Isaac, we've got like a fucking interplanar <laughs> rat race going on. Yes. <laughs> and I'm gonna create an illusion of, fuck, what are things, what, what are horses not like? Mice. No, that's elephants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, snakes? Horses don't like fire. That's right, that's they true. freak out at fire. That's, that's right. Uh. Would demon horses be afraid to, of fire? I I swear that horses are super scared of fire. <laughs> I believe it. Horses and fire. How do horses react to fire? Varied by circumstances. <laughs> Mor Thanks. Morgan's question. Morgan's question about them being demon horses is pretty poignant, though. So maybe oh, they are demon horses. Maybe they're okay, afraid so. of water. <laughs> The fire is probably... You know, I don't think this is going to work. Because I'm trying to think of something a demon horse is scared of. And that's like, what could a demon be scared of? I don't know. Of? Well, actually... A, a, unic a unicorn. What are demons scared of? Or, or would it get turned on? Uh, <laughs> and brings the stick up and slams the bottle into the side of your tire. There's this massive explosion. Uh, wait, a wait a minute. We don't have we don't have tires. Slams the my bad. Slams the 